Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. The full crew is back. Bob and Kelly in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke at the Southern Bank Corps studio in downtown Laurel. And uh, we're here for another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us. Great show today. Basketball starts tomorrow night. We've got Austin Crowley on the show, also going to hear from a head coach that kind of broke everybody's heart last year. Uh, but first, uh, around the horn, a happy uh, Monday to you, Luke, and to you, Kelly. Great Thank to be- you. Yeah. Sanders back, and uh, we, we got the photo album tour, Bob, as he was gone. So we he's did. seen all these famous places. And But the, the problem was, Bob, you know, Sanders talks big noise about who he knows. You and I did not get one picture a of a selfie with a celebrity. It was just mm-hmm. like buildings. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're out there hanging with Bad Bunny and Dua Lipa and, and the, the the posse, you know, you, you, you got to respect these people's privacy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you he know. hunted down where Andy Griffin walked down a trail and threw a rock <laughs> into a pond. That's how hip Kelly is. Hey, we're no, glad he, you're back. He did. He did send us. You saw lots of stuff yeah, out there. Cool. That was cool. Was we were cool. getting. Yeah, uh, the Troubadour, where Elton John first performed, and Whis- Whiskey a Go Go, which was the first performing place of uh, of Rod Stewart and Faces, and Jim Morrison, uh, Janis Joplin. You know, they all played there. Uh, went by the the Viper Room, where unfortunately River Phoenix passed away outside. So, mm. I mean, a lot of music. Yeah. You know, references there it was pretty cool. All right, we're glad you're back. Uh, basketball starts uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to push this interview back uh, one segment uh, because of time constrictions. But uh, Delta State here tomorrow night. Next segment, we're going to hear from Austin Crowley, who obviously is the preseason player of the year and uh, going to be a big part. And then Richie Riley. Tell us why we should be interested in Richie Riley, Kelly. Well, Richie Riley, the head uh, basketball coach at uh, at South Alabama. You know, now, as good South as, Al. Yeah, South Al. Uh, as good as as good a season. Uh, no, they they are. What did we say last week? I sorry, sorry to interrupt. But no, I mean, not. they've earned that title. Yeah. So whatever we they need to be called, we will call them that until something changes. Daddy South. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer South Al, but uh, but you know, as good a season as the Eagles had last year, you know, they ran us out of the building. You know, a, a couple of times. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, twice. Yeah, right? it's just it's hard to figure out how that school. Seems to overall, um, well, act, yeah. act like they like they own us. So we beat them the first time, right? And then, as I recall, they won the last regular season game and then put us out of the tournament. Correct. 
right. and beat us pretty badly the last two games. Yes, and and that's that's got to be a little bit a little bit uh, frustrating. But but I did talk- he talk about personnel in in this in this upcoming interview? Because you know they yeah they they reload. They just use the portal, and I it kind of makes them kind of unknowns every year. You really don't know what you're going to get out of them because of how they you know how they operate. Well, what I took out of the interview, and you guys will get to hear it uh, later on today this morning. And of course, these were all recorded at, at media day last week when most everybody was headed to Mobile for the football game. I was in New Orleans uh, at Sunbelt Media Days. But I want our fan base to know that these coaches, at least Richie Riley, he understands how unpopular. <laughs> so, yeah, he talks about that. Yeah, yeah. T- how warmly we treat him when he comes here. Yeah, and, but you know they love that stuff, man. <gasps> They might, you know, yeah, he was he was kidding along with it, but he said, trust me, I'm the, the people to the right, which would be that dunk corner, if you're familiar where the visiting team sits at Reed Green Coliseum, those guys over there in the corner, he said, they were on me like Oprah on a cheesecake from the oh, <laughs> from the minute the game started. That's a serious attack there, brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said, I so if if that's their objective is getting under oh, our skin, it works. So, good job, fan base. Oprah on a cheesecake. Uh, Luke, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> I was actually going Hello. to uh, I was actually going to, uh, to turn the page to uh, something that Coach Ladner had said. And I was going back looking at which, which team it was, but there was a player in the Sun Belt that said, by far, Reed Green Coliseum was the most difficult place to play. Um, as far as an atmosphere and, and crowd, just to add on to what to what um, you know the coach said, but yeah, Coach Ladner had it, and I'll, I'll try to find it sometime this hour. But I thought it was interesting. They were interviewing uh, another player from Sunbelt team and, and asked him the most difficult place to play, and he, he said Reed Green Coliseum. Well, Marshall and Louisiana are generally you know projected as the as the top two teams in the league, and I find that you know a little bit disconcerting considering the Eagles won it last year, and usually. You know, the team that wins it from the year before is projected until all the teams get some games under their belt. They're usually projected to win it again. And it's not like this Southern Miss team had a a huge drop-off of of talent. And you could argue that they're more talented than they were uh, last year, you know, when you look at overall team strength. But again, the Eagles projected to finish fourth in the Sunbelt Conference this year, and the Masseys have them, you know, somewhere in that that rating as well. So uh, Louisiana which that was an electric game last year yep. when, when the Cajuns uh, came to Reed Green. And that, that's about as close of a taste of the old days as you're ever going to get to these younger kids who, who could only imagine the sellouts at Reed Green Coliseum and how rabid fans were and that there were scalpers actually selling tickets outside. They camped out. Yes. Students would camp out to get a, make sure they got a ticket. Right. So those, those were the days, and, and we're hoping that, that, that all those days will be back but, again uh, this year. Exciting night tonight. I think, Sander, you're going to be there opportunity to meet the basketball team six o'clock tonight at uh, a local uh watering hole called brewskis and the team is going to be there they're going to be signing uh it's free want to want to want to get that out there it's free food will be provided you know heavy hors d'oeuvres uh coach ladner is going to make a speech all the players will be there you can get pictures autographs uh the whole deal and of course this all the day before they open the season in that that uh it's not an official game or exhibition game tomorrow against Delta State. So last chance to see the Eagles as people before you start seeing them as players. And, again, that's free, open to the public tonight at 6 o'clock at Brewski's. So obviously, Luke, you use games like uh, 
Delta State. Uh, get your guys on the floor, let everybody play, get an idea of how the new guys look, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game that, that you use to fine-tune for the games that really count coming up, right? Yeah, and, and the fact that it, a charity game, you know, against Mississippi State, against a, a, a team that the last several years has been on the borderline to be a to be a tournament team, I, I think it's cool that you 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 know you get your ducks in a row against Delta State, and then I mean Mississippi State might be one of the best teams that would be on a schedule if it was just a, a regular you know uh, game or you know a, a non conference game. So I, I still don't know how that's going to go between Coach Jans and uh, Coach Jans and and Coach Ladner, you know. If, because you talk about, you know, sometimes you have those uh, charity fights and they just kind of, you know, barely spar. I, I do think both of those coaches will take it as a friendly exhibition, and you'll actually see, you know, guys will be playing hard. But I, I think it's it's interesting that that both of those games happen this week, and it's a un, it is unique to have SEC team as as a an, an exhibition team, regardless of who it is. But yeah, tomorrow night against Delta State, a lot of guys getting getting a lot of time in, and it's a good. Good timing as well because the football team is out of town. Uh, Luke is actually going to be in Boone this weekend. We'll be talking to him Friday uh, live from Boone on the show. But the team, the football team will be out of town, and then they don't even return home until that following Saturday against uh, Louisiana Monroe. Yep. So so good chance for the basketball team to be front and center, and you'll get a chance to see you know, just how potentially good as Juan Cardona went out there again, Bob, and said that, that the Eagles are – not only going to win the conference, they're going to win the tournament, the Sun Belt tournament, and of course be into the '66 team NCAA tournament. I got an email, I got a text about that when that came out. You probably got both of you guys probably were on a group text with, shall we say, a coach who who texted us and laughed and said, "Here we go again." <laughs> <laughs> hey, he backed it up last year, and I know Eagle fans are hoping that that'll certainly be the case again again this year. But they also understand. It's something else I like about Jay Ladner is he understands that college basketball is in quest of your entertainment dollar. Okay, I think one of the problems with, with James Green when he was at Southern Miss is they went from the high-flying offenses that M.K. Turk had to the slow-paced Oh, did, it, uh, did they ever? Defense. Yeah. I mean, he won a conference championship that way, but the, to your point, people wanted to see – they weren't asking to see 120 like MK, but they did want to see like 90. Right. You know, and that's what <laughs> 90. So you so you went from 120 under the MK Turk to days, 50, if that many. Hey, yeah. MK Turk in another lifetime could have been a Big 12 football coach. You realize that, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. He, in my humble view, which means nothing except for me, the most iconic coach in Southern Miss history, MK Turk. And, and I love the guy a lot. And getting to talk to Cliff Ellis. You know, last week he he was a big admirer of Kurt Turk. Wasn't yeah, and Cliff Ellis, like I said, pushing eighty years old and, yeah. and still at still, it. Still coach. Yeah. I thought you were pushing eighty years old, Kelly. No, that's eighties in my rearview mirror, buddy. I mean, Luke, it, we have to to be able to talk about bands in the fifties, right, Bob? So, yeah, that's right. Did, when you went down the trail, did you whistle the uh, Andy the theme? Griffin too? It was really cool. I mean, when when I found it in that national park in California, I said this is the spot. All right. Speaking of people not afraid to shoot and score, Austin Crowley falls into that category. Manicures and basketball. Next, Austin Crowley.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. Well, that was the first segment. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, great place to take your family, great place to cater your next event. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. We want to thank Campus Bookmart and Dickie's Barbecue for their sponsorship of our show. Uh, they're great friends, both businesses, and we really like them a lot. And been around with us for a long time for on this long show. Time, no question. All right, Austin Crowley, preseason Sunbelt Conference Basketball Player of the Year. First time ever, we believe, uh, according to Julie McNellis, that we've had both the men and women's preseason player. But here's Austin Crowley, who's going to play a big, big role in this year's basketball season. It is not often that I get to sit with the Sunbelt preseason player of the year and the first thing i want to tell everybody at media day in new orleans it is crowley not crowley exactly exactly it's not that hard is <laughs> nah, it no nah, no nah. i mean a lot of people say it's crowley it's just been i guess that's just how people in the south pronounce it a little bit but my whole family goes by crowley even the people that i know that like i'm from far away they say crowley as well so uh i mean i take it as a grain of salt as long as you know the last name is all that matters and if they didn't know it beforehand, once you get done playing against them, they're going to know your name, <laughs> yeah, right? Sir, yes, sir. So, what does this mean to you personally, also, for this to happen? Well, uh, the player of the year? Yeah. Oh man, it's a it's a it's a huge accomplishment, man. It just shows that, you know, uh, my peers and the uh, coaches that I play against, they think that, you know, I am just what I think I am. I have the confidence level of a uh, of a. I think I, I think I'm so highly of myself. I think so highly of myself that you know um, I put in the work and I feel like, you know, just being. Just being that guy that your peers think, like, man, he's that guy. You know, that's just it's, – it's big for me, man. It's just another confidence booster that, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever get, but now I got it, man. It's just – I'm on top of the world right now. Yeah, but the problem is now is that everybody knows. Yeah, and that's the target on my back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's okay with you? Yeah, man. You know, uh, when I go into a compete, you know um, – I'm I'm in there to compete every time, you know. We're friends outside of basketball, of course. I'll speak to you, have fun, you know. But once we step inside those lines, man, it's it's competing. I want to see which team is better. I want to win the game, you know. That's just who I am as a person. So, you know, as a target on my back, you know, it is what it is, you know. It's, it's been like that since we won conference championship. So uh, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that task, and I'm ready to get get it going. Well, speaking of targets, mm-hmm. um, you guys went from worst to first, mm-hmm. at least in, in the poll. Mm-hmm. We we joked with Coach Cardona last year that he was off his meds mm-hmm. when he said that you guys were going to win the league. Yeah, he said it. He sure did, and, and he claimed it, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Um, you guys aren't secrets anymore, Mm-mm. right? So everybody's everybody's coming after you now. Mm-hmm. So how does that change the way things, the way that you approach for the upcoming season? Um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a different approach. I think we uh, keep the same mindset of you know kill to be killed. You know that's just who we are as a team. Uh, it's just Southern Miss grit. That's who we do. So um, I don't think that our mindset has changed any. Uh, I just think our perspective of what we can do has changed. You know we know that we can go far into March Madness. Uh, we see other teams uh, do it. You know other mid majors do it. So we know that we can do it as well. So I don't think our mindset has changed. I think more of our perspective of opening up to, man, what can happen, you know, and that's just what we're doing. And like Coach Warren did, he claimed it, he said it, he claimed it, and that's what we're doing right now. We're just speaking it, manifesting it, and just, you know, working hard each and every day. I want to talk about team chemistry. It's it's one thing to have a bunch of guys on the team from different parts of Mississippi, different parts of the United States, mm-hmm. but, but now you've got guys – Puerto Rico, you've got guys from you know all over the world, mm-hmm. all right, who don't even necessarily speak English as their primary language. Mm-hmm. 
that's got to be a little bit more difficult developing a chemistry when some of the guys don't even necessarily know what you're saying all mm-hmm. the time. Take us through that. Um, it can be difficult in the beginning because just because our languages are different, not saying that they speak English and we speak Spanish, it's just the way we talk in basketball terms can be different sometimes, you know. So just understanding how to get everybody on a universal language, that's what Coach Juan does exceptionally. Like He understands that uh, no matter what language you speak, as long as you speak basketball, you can play here. As long as you give effort, you can play here. So um, it's not been really a, a hard task because we have really good high IQ guys who understand and they can uh, get to the concept very quickly. And um, I think I have to get that to Coach Juan. Man, he understands how to make everyone feel as one. Uh, he uses you know, our slogan, La Familia. That's who we are. That's how we uh, claim our team. So um, he gets us to be one. And I... I I don't know how he does it. I don't know what type of mojo he has, but he just understands how to get everyone under one playing field. And, man, that's when we excel, when our chemistry is like, you know, like last year when I didn't even have to say a word to Felipe. I could just wink at him. I could look at him a certain way, and I could get him to do exactly what I wanted him to do, and he could do the same for me. Um, that's where we're at right now. Uh, in practices, you can see it. It's coming along now. Sometimes we don't have a speaker play in. We just know it. We just look in each other's eyes, and we know exactly what it is. Then let's be honest, Austin. You, you, you know some Spanish swear words, don't you? <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to say any. I'm just saying, you know some. I'll just say this. I picked up on a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably picked up a little bit of English <laughs> Maybe. along those lines. Okay, now, we kidded you last year when, it was, when, you, when you let us know about your, your manis and petties. Mm-hmm. You know, before, we're, working on, we're trying to work on an NIL deal, man. And, and your girlfriend says that she's the one that puts you up to this. Yeah, for with, sure. With the fingernails, uh-huh. right? Yeah, see, uh, when, I, when I started uh, talking to my girlfriend early, she just, you know, I, I'm really big on hygiene, but she, I never really got manicures, you know. So um, it was just a thing that uh, she said, you know, you should try it out. And I, once I did it, um, I got a lot of compliments. Like, man, your nails are uh, clean. Your hands are clean. So it's just something I kept it going in it. As I've done it, I play better in basketball, so I'm kind of a superstitious person. So once I started it, I can't stop now. So I'm always, I'm always making sure my nails are on on point every time. Okay, well now as many as many nail salons as are listening to this ego hour today, <laughs> we're trying to find a nail salon that will take care of Austin. <laughs> now, how is it? Just before home games, or before every game, or what? Because you go on the road sometimes, oh, right? It, it's, it's really it's like it's, it's just like how I do with my haircuts. Uh, I usually get a haircut once Six a week. Weeks. Yeah, not you. No. Me, I usually get a haircut every week. Okay. I probably get my uh, I probably get a manicure every two to three weeks whenever whenever it's just time, you know. So, um, I use it just like a subscription is if, if you can say it like that. Just like a haircut subscription, I use it like that. And, and see, it w- last year would have been a little bit different because it would have just been Austin Crowley, but now you would be doing the nails of Austin Crowley, the Sunbelt <laughs> preseason player of the year. Yeah, yes, yes. Last thing I want to leave you with, AC as they call you, mm-hmm. um, your teammates have told me this team is an NCAA tournament team. Mm-hmm. This Southern Miss team is an NCAA tournament team, but mm-hmm. you have to win the Sun Belt tournament. Mm-hmm. Agree? I agree, but I feel like that's not a hard task for us. I feel like um, as long as we are able to execute what we're supposed to do uh, with the guys, the high IQ guys and the high motor guys we have this year, uh, our transfers coming in, Big Tegra, he's a very good rebounder, good blocker. Um, the returning guys, Donovan, and Big Hart has been playing exceptional in practice. And, you know, you always have Neff and with Andre Cabello, man, he's just he's a playmaker. 
um, I feel like we have a, a really like a, a high ceiling team right now, and it's so crazy just to be in practice with him. And Kobe is going to be a guy that people Kobe, are going to like. Kobe has been an exceptional shooter. Like, I, I, in six a.m. workouts, he's with me. Six a.m. workouts, he's shooting after with me. He's just an exceptional shooter. You can ask Coach Latin. He's just he's a knockdown shooter. If you throw it over there, I have the confidence. Every time I throw it over there in practice, I have the confidence that he's going to make the shot. So, man, he's been working his tail off, and he's worked so hard these last two years, you know, just learning the system. He understands how to play. He understands the defense. So he's going to have a breakout year as well, I think so, because he's just a great player. Austin, congratulations. We're really proud of you. We enjoy your work. We do understand that it's work, but mm-hmm. fans, all of us fans, enjoy your work. And uh, we're just so proud of you. Way to go. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you. All right, Austin Crowley, the Sunbelt preseason player of the year on the Eagle Hour. All right, just for the record, my wife Angela and I met Austin's girlfriend at the basketball deal out at the Coliseum. At the convention center. convention center. I asked her about that, and she confirmed. (laughs) This was all her. And, you know, she said, he better keep them nails clean. So there hey, you go, there you go. Behind a behind a, a strong man is a good woman, right? There you go, Austin Crowley, everybody, and uh, what a great kid! Too. They're all great kids on that basketball. <laughs> man, I'm I'm just telling. You, I almost wish I owned a nail salon because that that yeah. there's a deal right there. You know, yeah. what what kind of nil deal would you have gone for back in your day as the punter, uh, Luke? Would it have been for a pedicure? I would think maybe. No, no. What would it have been? I mean. Yeah, I would not have uh, not have got one of no, those. No, let me guess. Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. You would have been perfect to be at a hunting and outdoor store that sold guns because I know you love collecting guns. Yeah, I, I think like uh, back in the day, would have been Big Buck Sports. That yes, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been that. that would have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this Ch- is this China- sounds nerdy, but this is how I roll. I mean, it's something to like. Uh, I I would have been like a local bookstore. Like, I'd yeah. have been the face of a local bookstore. What yeah. were you saying? China Buffet for me, 100%. Well, we knew that going in. <laughs> you too much. I would, I'd be down for, like, a barbecue place. Like, I would yeah. have been the face of Letha's. Like, absolutely, I would yeah. have done or that. Or Dickie's. How about Hog Heaven? Yeah. yeah. And Dickie's. Dickie's would have been perfect yeah. for you, Luke. J- Justin, Justin and I could have worked out something on, on that. What absolutely. am I thinking? You could have been the spokesperson for Dickie's and Fuzzy's. And I, did, I would do that in yeah. a heartbeat. I've seen you. I've seen you knock into those. Uh, what is it? Your favorite is the um, brisket uh, brisket deal at the at Fuzzy's. Brisket nachos. Yeah, at, brisket and nachos. brisket tacos at Fuzzy's. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Dickies. It would be. They have a sandwich called the Westerner, uh-huh. and it's like a it's like a two meat sandwich, and they put onions on it and pickles, and mm. I douse it in their barbecue sauce. Yeah, that that. So food, hunting, or books. I would have rolled with that. That'd be good. Austin Crowley talked about the high IQ of this basketball team this year. He mentioned that two or three times. I think you're going to see that. From well, so speaking of teams that don't have a high IQ, we'll be talking to the South Owl coach in the next Ouch. Hour. Ouch. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our program. Great place to have lunch, great place to meet your friends this weekend. 
With the Golden Eagles playing far away in a far-off land, I'll guarantee that the game will be on Saturday at 4th Street Bar and Grill. One more basketball thing, and then we're going to move on to some baseball and other stuff. But uh, one of the interesting interviews that Kelly recently uh, got at Media Day was the head coach at South Alabama, Richie Riley. And, of course, we joke about him, and that was a joke about being a low-IQ team. They're a very good basketball program, as all of their athletic uh, departments are. And uh, so uh, Kelly had a good conversation with him about South Al, what they did to Southern Miss last year, and how beloved they are here in Hattiesburg. Coach, it seems like Southern Miss and South Alabama. I'm going to say South Alabama because I don't want you to punch me. <laughs> we know you don't like being called South Al, but it seems like that's that's the big rivalry now. Whether it's football tonight or uh, you know basketball, um, recruiting lots of times in the in the same areas. Um, let, let's just first of all talk about your team going in to this season and, and your, where you think you'll be strongest. Some of the things that might keep you up a little bit at night. Yeah, it is. It is a rivalry for sure. Um, the the job that Jay's done down there is is really good. I mean, they won the regular season championship last year, and it's became a rivalry. Troy is obviously our known biggest rival, but Southern Miss is right there. I mean, it it is. And for our team this year, we we lost three starters, got two back from a team that went to the championship game last year, and um, we're going to look a little bit different though. Um, we're going to look a little bit different offensively. I think we'll play a little faster. I think we'll have better spacing, better shooting. We've got five guys out there that can dribble, pass, and shoot it. And um, defensively, we will look a little different because we don't have Kevin Samuel protecting the rim. You know, one of the best defensive players to ever play college basketball. So, But I'm excited about our group. I am excited about our group. And um, the Sun Belt's obviously a gauntlet, man. It's, it's an incredibly tough league. But I'm, I'm excited about the team that we have. When, when you talk about the new faces, with the advent of the NIL – and the transfer portal isn't. Don't you think this is going to be the new norm? Is that every year you're going to look up and see a lot of new faces? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's definitely going to be the new norm. I mean, you're dealing with so many moving pieces. Um, when you got the NIL, guys play well, they end up going to, you know, transferring up to the SEC or the ACC, um, and then guys that don't play as much, they want to transfer somewhere where they can play, and it's. Um, it's you know this year we have half and half. We got six returners and seven new guys, and I think that's going to be the norm. I mean, I think every year you got to replace replace about half your team. I think that's what the percentages are saying right now. As a fan, though, that kind of stinks because you emotionally want to attach yourself to not just the team, but maybe a player or two, you know, that you want to cheer for. And then by the time you do emotionally attach, boom, you know, they're gone. You're exactly right. I, I try to tell our guys, you know, our fans that because um, they're used to having four-year guys. And we want to have four-year guys. But it's hard in this day and age in the climate of college basketball. You don't see very many guys stay at the same school for four years. Um, and it's not – you know that's not the norm. Um, so I try to with our with our fan base. When we have new guys, I try to get them in front of our fans as much as possible, so they can have a real relationship and they can see that those those guys are somebody they want to root for. One of the other things I'm seeing with with a lot of the teams is is a little injection of international flavor. You know, um, certainly the Southern Miss team, you know, has that. Where do you see international? players and why are do international players seem to be so attractive to a lot of other programs i think really really good players um you see it you see it in the you know in the fiba world cup all the stuff you know international basketball is at an all-time high right now of great players 
And and I think too with with the NIL and with the transfer portal and all the moving pieces here, those those international guys are kind of a breath of fresh air. You know, you recruit some of those guys, they're not talking about the NIL. They just want to come over here and play. And um I think I think we we recruit internationally. Um I want to get some guys like Southern Miss do they get some really, really good international guys. Um but um it's it is something that used to a handful of schools recruited internationally. Now basically everybody does it. If you could wave a magic wand, Coach Riley, and take and put this NIL thing to bed or the transfer portal to bed, what would you do? What would you personally do? Yeah, I think I think it's hard. I think I think the idea of NIL is a great idea. I think there's so many student athletes out there that don't come from any money and it helps take care of their family. Um we've taken it to another level though because, you know, in the United States we don't do anything in moderation. We've we've this was meant to be a really good thing and now we've taken it to a completely another level where it's over the top. Yeah, it's a little bit over the top, but you already let the, you know, you let the cat out of the bag, can't can't go back now. I think I think trying to trying to police the NIL as much as you can, not taking money away from anybody, but trying to be in the know where the money's coming from. I think there's value in that. Trying to make sure we're providing money to current student athletes and not, you know, making a bunch of promises in recruiting. Um and then the transfer portal. I I think we're we're moving in a better direction where you get the one time. I'm with that. One time, you're immediately eligible, um, and then the second time has to be absolutely extenuating circumstances because, you know, we're starting to trend in that way. There's not as many waivers going out right now um, for two-time transfers. So I think we're in a decent place with that um, to try to to try to limit. I think when COVID, when we get the COVID extra years out. I think we'll balance out a little more to the norm. Highway 98, up and down, your fan base, Hattiesburg, the Golden Eagle fan base, up and down. What will you tell your kids about what you expect to see from this Southern Miss bunch this year? They're going to be really good again. Jay has done a tremendous job. Um, I know when he started there, he kind of was digging them out of a hole a little bit, and he's certainly done that. They won a regular season championship. And they got another good group coming. I know they lost some guys that – they were key, but they got some guys coming in, and they got the preseason player of the year in Crowley, um, really good player, and they'll, they'll be right back, man. And when you go down to Hattiesburg to play a game, that was the toughest venue we played in last year. That that night we were down there, it was rowdy and it was loud, and you got to be ready to go when you go down there. Well, with all due respect, we're not big fans of South Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could tell I could tell it by the treatment I got when I went down there. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're going to let you know that <laughs> that they're there. Um, but the other theme that I hear at Media Day is that this thing is up for grabs. It's like like never before. This league is wide open. Good for the fans, but if you're looking for maybe a two or three bid league into the tournament, bad thing. Yes, really tough, really tough because you've got you got so many teams that can win it, and it's there's so much parity. It's 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 the toughest one bid league in the country. I don't. That's nobody could convince me otherwise. It's the toughest one bid league in the country. And um, once we get into it, man, it's you, you're right. It's up for grabs. Anybody can win it, and you got to be playing your best basketball at the end of the season. Final question, Coach Riley. Uh, kind of fill in the blank for me. We have got a shot to win it all if we will blank. 
I think defend and rebound. I think I think defend and rebound. When you lose a guy like Kevin Samuel, um, that's the biggest question mark. Will we defend and rebound at a high level? I think we'll score the ball well enough. I think we'll we'll be I think we'll be better offensively. Um, but will we defend and rebound and embrace the physicality of the game? I think if we do those things, it'll give us a chance. It's good to see you here. It'll be. I personally will be glad to see you in Hattiesburg. I might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. Thanks. I enjoyed it. All right, Richie Riley, head basketball coach at South Alabama, a very articulate young man and a good coach. And I'm, and I'm so glad that, that our fans, again, got to hear that. Right. If you, if He's you, aware. Yeah, if, if you think that writing those guys doesn't do any good, right. They better remember, don't they? <laughs> they do. All right, Luke, baseball's about to wrap up. Yeah, they are. So last, the last uh, scrimmage of the fall is tomorrow at 5 p.m., so Tuesday, October 24th at 5 p.m. And then Thursday is a trick-or-treat at the Pete. And uh, fresh on the uh, Southern Miss Twitter page a few days back is Carson Pato in his tuna costume. So we will finally see uh, what Coach uh, Oz will uh, will announce himself to be, parade himself to be. I, I do want to mention on baseball front, appreciate our good buddy Stats McGee for uh, for keeping track of this. Um, so when you look at different, he's really good about keeping, uh, watching uh, the announcements of, of other team schedules. So because we haven't officially released baseball schedule yet, um, there is, uh, Mar- Marist or Marist. How do, how do I say that? Marist? Marist. Marist. Is it Marist? Why did I the say The Red Marist? Foxes. Yes. Of course you would know. <laughs> so Marist is coming in February 16th to the 18th. I think Coach Oz actually confirmed that in, in an interview. Missouri State coming in February 23rd through 25th. Just announced uh, we'll play Nickel State in Biloxi on February 27th. March 19th, Old Miss and Pearl. Um, this is kind of a new one, March 22nd through 24th. We're at Georgia Southern, so at, at Statesboro. Uh, they released their schedule, so that's how we knew that. Then uh, Nichols comes uh, to the Pete April 16th, and then Ole Miss comes to the Pete May 14th. It's a great honor to come to Pete Taylor Park and get drubbed all weekend because you can say, well, we did play against one of the best teams in the country. Well, that's Marist. Su- that, that's Southern Miss's perspective. I don't know that the teams like to be drubbed under any circumstances. And if you're a kid playing for Marist and you see that, you're going, ugh. Well, we got the second baseman from Valpo who came in here last year. Maybe Marist has got somebody we can get. You got somebody good. Let's take a look at them while they're here. You got it. We'll be right back. Well, Tom Petty to take us out. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by D1 Training and D-Bat on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat on the left. D1 Training on the right. Great place to go to get in shape, get instruction. It's all there at D-Bat and D1 Training. D-BatHattiesburg.com. Ladies Soccer celebrated Senior Day yesterday. And uh, Lady Eagles fault Monroe to a 2-2 tie. 
So overall, Southern Miss three, four, and two in the conference, six, eight, and two. Overall, they will get ready for the final game of the regular season for the Sun Belt Championship down in San Marcos, Texas, as they take on Texas State on Thursday. Volleyball was in action up in Jonesboro. Lady Eagles were swept on Thursday night, turned around, and uh, were down 2-0 and came back and won three straight sets to defeat the Lady Red Wolves on Friday night. They will uh, get ready to take on Georgia State in the ATL, according to Kelly. Right, that's how I'm supposed to that's say it, that? That's it, the ATL, babe. Okay. This coming weekend, Friday and Saturday, Coach Hazelwood's ladies improved to 3-7, and 8-13 and 13 overall. Of course, tomorrow night, the opportunity for you to watch uh, the first game of the regular season for Southern Miss basketball, the exhibition against Delta State. Bob, we were told it's a, uh, it's, it's a free event. Well, I just found out no tickets required. It's an exhibition game against the Fighting Okra. And if I knew somebody down there, I'd get them to bring me a new Fighting Okra T-shirt. Mine's pretty worn out. But, uh, yeah, free. So uh, go enjoy, man. It should be fun. All right, so picks this past week, guys. I, there has I, been some movement. I tanked, didn't I? No, you didn't do that bad. Didn't I? Um, let, let's, let's actually just recap the Sun Belt, and then we'll go into that. Of course, James Madison had a huge win over Marshall, 20-9 on Thursday. Georgia Southern defeats Monroe, 38-28 in Statesboro. Old Dominion pulls it off at home against Appalachian State. They scored in like the last minute and uh, defeat the Mountaineers by a score of 28-21. Coastal Carolina takes care of Arkansas State by 10. Grayson McCall got hurt in that game, actually got taken to the hospital. Uh, he's he's out of the hospital now, uh, but that was a scary moment for the Chanticleers. They defeat Arkansas State 27-17, and then I told you it was going to happen. I told you. Yeah. Georgia State went down to the Bayou and defeated the Cajuns by a score of 20-17. So your your updated Sunbelt standings. James Madison, a perfect 4-0. They're ranked this week by the guy, yeah. guys, by the way. 25th um, in the poll. 7-0, 4-0 in the conference. Georgia State, 3-1. Old Dominion, 3-1. Georgia Southern, 2-1. Coastal, 2-2. Marshall and App State, 1-2. In the West, Texas State, Troy, and South Alabama, all 2-1. Louisiana, Arkansas State, 1-2. And then ULM and Southern Miss, 0-4. All right, in the standings, picks. Bob and Kelly both went six and four. Okay, we all uh, we all picked Georgia Southern. We all missed on App State. We all uh, picked Coastal. I got Georgia State. You guys missed on on uh, Louisiana. Air Force defeated Navy in Annapolis, seventeen to six. Memphis blew out UAB. We all picked Memphis. And then the heartbreak, the Fighting Okra lost for the first time this season. Oh, oh it ain't so. They Play lost. It ain't so, Luke. I think it was 25-21 to, uh, to West Florida. I picked the Lions. You guys picked the Ravens. Uh, that was a mispick by me. Eventually, Detroit was going to get blown out, and they did. The uh, The Browns defeated the Colts. We all were on that. And the last night, don't ever pick against the Eagles at home, guys. Don't ever do that. Yeah, Philadelphia's pretty good, aren't they? But I still don't think they're as good as San Francisco. So would be a head knocker, wouldn't it? Luke goes seven and three. Bob and Kelly go six and four. The movement is Getty is still up by two games, fifty-two twenty-four. Luke's in second place at fifty and twenty-six. Center in third, one game back, forty-nine and twenty-seven. I can provide some tutoring for you guys at a reasonable cost of how to pick. Well, them. I think the difference has been Luke. Luke has hitched his wagon to Georgia State, which turns out to be a good move. Mm-hmm. I hitched my wagon earlier in the season to Louisiana Monroe, which has not been a good move. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the Warhawks have been competitive. Mm-hmm. in about every game they play and 
look, let's let's we're all family here. About when you look at the rest of the Southern Miss schedule, that's going to be about the only game that the Eagles are going to be favored in. Uh, is that game with the Warhawks? I should also say the reason that I am in last place right now mm-hmm. is because I pick Southern Miss every week. So I'm basically giving you guys the first. I don't know what since the uh, y'all really started shaking your head when I would pick the last couple weeks. That's so, right. but you're not in last. That's my point. I would be like way ahead if I weren't such a diehard for my beloved uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right. Well, Coach. Speaking of the Golden Eagles, Coach Hall not on the show today. Obviously, they're not play. Then play this weekend. He will be on the show next Monday, and we appreciate him coming on the show last week. Delancey Giannini. She is the daughter of Richard Giannini. And she's going to be on the show tomorrow to talk about trick-or-treat at the peak. She's a delightful young lady. I don't know if you've ever met her. So, so are, is it generally assumed that Coach Ostrander is, going to, is indeed going to be the Wizard of Oz? What else can he be? Well, I mean, I don't know, but that's, that's kind of the mystery of Halloween a little bit, you know? Huh. Uh, I mean, that would make sense. What are you dressing up for, Kelly? I haven't decided yet. I just, last, you know, last year I got like a 33-gallon garbage bag you know and just poked my head through it and arms out the you side white trash yeah it was white trash That's the right. uh word on the street is if he wears that iowa state shirt bob he'll be the kool-aid man <laughs> exactly hey, the best, the best i've seen so far is the nancy pelosi outfit the insider trader <laughs> 158 million reasons to, to buy it it said <laughs> tis, the, tis the time of year it is. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you will, too. We thank you every day, every day, for listening to the show. Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.